0: Welcome to Winning Minds. We're not negative, we're positive. We don't get bitter, we get better. We don't lose, we win. We understand that life is more than what happens to you. It's about how you respond, and that response starts in your mind. And if you can change your mind, change what, how, and the way you think, you will change your life. Welcome to a positive mind, a better mind, a winning mind. I am your host, Fred LaVallee, and this is the Winning Minds Podcast. Adrian Cromwell is an assistant principal at Gainesville High School, a school of nearly 2,500 students. I've gotten to know Mr. Cromwell as I've recently began mentoring at the high school. One thing I learned from the start is he is very humble and he is very visible and active within the student population. He has heart and passion to see our young men and women become successful and overcome the challenges they face in life. I enjoyed this conversation because you can hear his energy as well as observe the strength of character and the winning mind that brought him to where he is today. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoy it and that it contributes to your next winning decision. Welcome to Winning Minds. Welcome. I'm glad you all could join us again for another interesting, fascinating winning episode. We're joined today by a special guest named Adrian Cromwell. I think I said that funny. Adrian Cromwell, my southern accent came out. (laughs) I threw like three R's and a W in there. So (laughs) Adrian Cromwell, he is uh, the assistant principal at a local high school here, Gainesville High School. I first met Mr. Cromwell before COVID. I was down at the high school trying to become involved. They opened up a wonderful facility, an amazing facility. And as it happened i was standing right next to him during the opening ceremonies and we began to talk started a relationship there and then COVID hit and everything happened and here we are today years later relationship has continued it's been great i've gotten to know him uh, more and more through each meeting that we've had and i wanted to bring him on the podcast because of the value of the content of his character and what he can provide so Should I call you Adrian, Mr. Cromwell, Coach Cromwell? What do you want to (laughs) call
1: him? Whatever, uh, brother. I mean, Adrian's fine. Uh, Coach Cromwell, you know, got a couple of names there. So I've never been uh, big on names. You know, whatever comes out is is fine with me.
0: Yeah, I might just call you Coach because the other day during that meeting uh, where you had gathered a bunch of the young men from the high school and you were giving them a pep talk. and, And I could see the coach coming out because it was challenging them with the reality of what you see. But mm-hmm. every word was like full of the belief, like, I know we can improve and we're going to improve. And it, I, I could see the coach coming out of you. So what did you use to coach? We'll just start right there. Where did, what did
1: you, what did you coach? Uh well primarily a, a middle school coach uh you know and, and on the middle school level when, when you're starting out you know you have to coach everything and so um <laughs> uh, so uh the sports that I was interested in and sadly to say the sports I was not in, interested in so uh, on the middle school level uh, uh football of course uh that was one of my assignments I uh, I did soccer for a stint there uh, also um, yeah, I, uh, track and cross country, uh, cross country, more so track, uh, track and field, and uh, two or more, two of the uh, more successful programs that I happened to coach and be a part of, and was a blessing in my life at, at, at the middle school level. Were were basketball, of course, which is what is a passion of mine, a love of mine, and so I did that for eight years and. Had a lot of uh, experience with uh, a lot of uh, experience, a lot of success with boys basketball and middle school basketball. And then, of course, we did a step team of which I knew nothing okay. about. OK, <laughs> uh, you know, had a character education program and, uh, you know, the principal looked at me and said, you're doing it. And I was like, okay. I mean, so, so, uh, and then, uh, yeah, but I was able to collaborate with some community people, uh, had a a step, uh, choreographer who was, who was a guy who was Greek from college. And, um, he did that part. I did the planning and and the logistical part along with mentoring the girls. It was a girl step team and, and the rest is history. And we just, You know, made some awesome history, you know, being a team from up north Georgia, going down to Metro Atlanta and competing and and winning and winning. You know, I mean, so so uh, I I joke about that now. I said that could be a movie. I mean, you know, just just that whole experience. But uh, but yeah, so (laughs) coached a little bit of everything uh, throughout those uh, 10 years at the middle school
0: wow yes that is that is awesome yeah not just I'm coaching what I'm passionate about basketball and when it's your passion you know you study it anyways but having to take those assignments and then make the commitments to learning it and learning how to coach it and develop people in something that is not your passion um I bet that provided a lot of growth for you
1: oh it it did it 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 taught me if if it didn't teach anything else it taught me how to adjust uh, to make the adjustment, to to adjust on the fly, you know, to to the unexpected, uh, to things you're unfamiliar with, uh, and, and to if you're going to be successful, to study, you know, I mean, and and that and that's definitely with the uh, you know like the fo- like with the football, I was very unfamiliar with football, um, uh, and so I had receivers and offensive line to coach as a middle schooler. Um, and, but I wanted to be successful. So, I mean, so I just, you know, I, I studied, I studied my position, uh, the positions I was coaching, same thing with the soccer. I didn't know a lot about soccer, but I had to, you know, learn from the players and, and, and kind of, you know, you know, study how to put, put a practice together. Yeah. Uh, and so, so, yeah, so yeah, I, had to, you know, just had to put that time in and make the adjustment. Wow.
0: That is fascinating. That's awesome. So we'll backtrack it. We're, we're in middle school, you're coaching and all that. How did you get started there? I remember one time in the meeting, I believe uh, we were all talking and you made a reference. You were like, sometimes I'm just, I'm just an old country boy. Sometimes it just comes out. <laughs> so what is, what is the, the, the history? Where, where did you come from? How did you grow up? What, what is that?
1: Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, just, uh, you know, Southern boy, uh country boy, as I said to those guys, all my life, uh, born in Fayetteville, North Carolina uh, in, in, my mom and I came back to our, our roots, our family roots, Mississippi. So raised in Greenwood, Mississippi, very small town in North Central Mississippi, uh, and then uh, of course uh, finished my you know first degree at, at Delta State University, and then um, reunited with my mom here in Georgia. So uh, been in the South all my life, and uh, so so yeah, that's what just, just that and and so when I you know at, with all the education I do have, I, I make that. statement a lot you know when I get passionate you know you know the uh the proper uh dialect goes out the window and and the Mississippi comes out that country boy comes out you know when I get passionate and so so yeah that's where that comes from
0: it's not just the word choice but it's who you are that's being spoken that's cool North Carolina Mississippi yes you are Uh, Southern (laughs) That is awesome. They say American born, but Southern by the grace of God. Something like that. Yes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I like that. Yeah.
0: So how did you become and how did you come into the position that you are now as assistant principal at Gainesville High School?
1: Uh, I, I I tell you, Fred, it it, it it was a blessing. I mean, you know, I mean, it, and I tell you, and it's something that I, I didn't uh, plan or anticipate, you know, um, I finished my bachelor's at Delta state in, in Cleveland, Mississippi there. Uh, you know, I knew I wanted to go in education, but you know, I wanted to do it uh, in another, in another place uh, because the pay, unfortunately I'm sure it's better now, but the pay in Mississippi for a beginning teacher was not that great. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I just knew I wanted to do it somewhere else. Uh and, and somehow or another i ended up in georgia with my you know reuniting with my mom and uh who had already moved here uh i came here and uh it, you know just uh you know that summer after you know getting my degree i'm all hyped up and i, I go to hall county schools and uh and i and i go there six times trying to get, get a job and, I, and wow uh, you know i mean yeah and they were you know I, i'm not sure if they were full uh, or just didn't have any positions but uh, i kept going back you know because that's that's the way i was raised you know you know you know you know just you know, if you want something, you go after it. And so, uh, so I just kept, you know, I kept getting the same answer, but I kept going back. I wanted them to see that initiative. And unfortunately, you know, they were, you know, they never got back with me, not knowing that Gainesville city schools existed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just uh, my mom reached out to a friend of hers, a coworker, and it was like, Hey, you know, we have another system called Gainesville city. And, uh, and one thing led to another, you know, met the, uh, and my first interview was with it was it was a godsend. It was I think it was a god connect. I say that to this day because my first interview was with the principal, an amazing man, Mr. David Shoemake, uh, of the high school at that time. And lo and behold, he happened to be a DSU alumnus. Well, I mean, so uh, yes, and so <laughs> so I mean, and I'm not and I'm and I don't want to say the wrong thing on uh, you know here, but I mean I felt like you know that was a godsend. It was a, it was a god connect. And, uh, and the first thing he said was, well, it's, it's nice to meet another Delta State alum, which blew my mind because Delta <laughs> State is such a small school, you know. Wow. And, and, and so, yeah, so one thing led to another. I met Dr. Baloo at that time, who was a superintendent. He was pretty impressed with my, you know, my interview, and uh, and I got a job here. Wow. So
0: did you start off, uh, at, so you, you started off in the high school. Were you teaching, or did you start off as one of the principals, or how did it work?
1: Oh, no, no, no. And I, I uh, you know, of course, you, you know, now, you know, and I'm sure it's always been this way, but you have to have teaching experience before you become an admin. So uh, I got hired uh, and, I, and they hired me for the middle school. And okay. uh, so, uh, so I was at GMS, got hired by, you know, uh, and taken on by Mr. Robert Thorpe principal at that time. And uh, as a health and PE teacher, that was my major. Okay. Uh, so uh, along with the coaching and all that. So did that, you know, at the GMS for, uh, you know, roughly eight years. Okay, and and then uh, and then about 07, the 0708 school year, the principal that was up there, Dr. Uh, Bill Harner, you know, he saw something in me. Once again, another God connect. I mean, I just you know, I I just truly believe these were all God sins. But he says to me, you know, listen, you know, he came to one of my cup my games I coached that you know one night, and I really believe this is where it happened, you know. And then the next day or the next couple of days, he says, listen, you know, you'd make a great leader, and if you will get started on your master's degree in leadership, I'll give you an internship. Wow. It won't it won't be paid, mind you, but I'll give you an internship to get you started. And of course, and 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 once again, like I said earlier, didn't even give that a thought. I mean that was not my, you know, all my thought was I was just, I was wanting to be the best coach I could be, the best yeah. health and PE teacher I could be. And so he got me to thinking about leadership. And, and, I, and so I kind of you know, really got into what he was saying about you can be a leader. I see leadership in you. So I, 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 I pursued my master's in 2005. I got those dates wrong. In 2005, I started pursuing my master's online and uh, finished in 07 and did, did a several internships, uh, about actually five to be exact, with, wow. different, with various principles, uh, just learning, you know, just learning uh, and putting in that work uh, you know, uh, you know, just to get ready for it. And then, uh, a very, once again, another blessing came along, you know, 2008, 2009, I was uh, given the assignment to direct and be the leader, the ad man leader over our alternative school. And so, uh, you know, and like, I guess most people would look at that and say, you know, that's a blessing. And I say, yes, it is, you know, because I always saw it for what it was. I saw that it was, this is a chance. You know, like, you know, I guess other people would say, you know, okay, alternative school. No, I won't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, but for me, it was an opportunity. So um, I said, I immediately said yes, you know, because, uh, you know, the communication to me was that, okay, listen, this will get your foot in the door. So, and, 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 and once again, you're dealing with the most at-risk youth on in in most alternative school situations, you're dealing with the most at-risk. So uh, for about a year and a half, maybe two years, I did that, and and, and it was it was awesome to work with them, and uh, my staff was awesome. We was all you know, and so it, it was just great, you know. And then uh, like I said, I just kept plugging along. There had to go back to the classroom during the 2009-2010 school year. Uh, once again, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I could I guess I could have got to a low place with that. You know, but I stayed positive. I said, "Okay, it'll it'll happen. It'll happen." Yeah. And then, and then the opportunity came here, 2010-11 uh, school year, to uh, be assistant principal. Well, at least get here and be an, what they call an administrative assistant because the principal who was here, Mr. Uh, the AP who was here, Mr. Darrell White, you know, uh, had cancer and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and and so he could not uh, fulfill his duties. And the district looked at me and said, "Okay, well, you have your degree. You have your certain certification." can you fill in? And of course that was, that was a no brainer for me. It was a yes. It was <laughs> yeah. a yes. All the, all the, Cause once again, I'm, try, I'm trying to get my foot in the door. Yeah. So, and through that, once again, another godsend. uh me, me and this guy, we connect, Daryl and I connected like brothers, you know uh, you know, shared an office together during his time of being sick. Uh, you know, by the grace of God, you know, he had, he had a surgery and 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 things got better for him. And so yeah. uh, he, he's passed away now. God rest his soul. But, uh, for 10 years there for 10 years you know uh, you know we built a, a friendship just based off of me coming here helping him yeah. and uh and so um as far as becoming an ap goes that first year at the high school i was a, what they call it, an administrative assistant because they didn't have a position they didn't have a position for me mm-hmm. but mr mance another great administrator uh who actually uh approved my becoming here and being hired as an AA, said, listen once again he said the same thing i heard before this could be your foot in the door you know so just just work hard and and that's all i needed that's all i needed to hear and so <laughs> yeah. i i i took every role i could uh you know i just jumped in there with you know, heart full and, and 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 just passionate and so uh uh to to, to as it worked out the mr white daryl white he moved on to become a principal of our of a, at that time a non-traditional high school and that opened that slot up for me to become to fill his shoes to be the, the the AP here one of the APs here and I've yeah. uh, been doing what I do ever since you know so wow
0: wow so it's almost to continue the sports analogies it's they threw you the ball you caught it and you ran with it and you were just trying to make something happen break the tackles go here cross somebody up move hit a spin with all the sports analogies you were doing that off of the field in your career path and in life that is that's awesome yes, a sir. question for you how did working with, I guess I'm going to focus on the, the alternative school. You mentioned that how most people might've looked at that and have like, no, I don't want to deal with that. But I always want to ask you, how did working with those young men and young women in that alternative school, how did that change you? Did it change you? How did that affect you?
1: I think the biggest impact it had on me was to just to, um, to not give up on kids. You know, I mean, like, and I hate to say this, but, you know, you know, when when those kids who are at the alternative setting, sometimes, you know, you know, of course, you know, you know, they have made some bad choices. And um, uh, when they return back to their school, because, you know, usually the alternative setting is a temporary setting, be it Mm -hmm. for a semester or for a school year. And, uh, you know, just being honest here, when they go back to the setting, sometimes, you know, not they're not embraced 100 percent. You know, even and sometimes in some cases, even by the teacher that they may be assigned to enrolled in on their return, they're not embraced hundred percent. And so that's one where that's one area that it really opened me up to to say, okay, these kids, and because in in dealing with them and talking to them and and having class meetings, you know, and and getting to know them, you know, I I discovered talent. I discovered you know potential. I discovered you know these kids, while they made a bad choice, they were just as gifted, and in some cases, just as smart. Uh, crafty, innovative as any of our other kids, you know. But so that's the one thing it taught me: is just, just to be open-minded. And I've kept that concept with me even to this day, you know. Being just right here as an AP of, of the regular ed, uh, you know, uh, that's not in in trouble. You know, what I mean, you know, yeah. always be open-minded with kids because you know they're kids. You know, what I mean, yeah. you know, and good, bad, or indifferent, they're gonna make those kind of choices. But you gotta stay open-minded and 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 receptive to them, receive them how they are.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely been my experience. What I've learned as well, just getting to know more and more different men and women from different walks of life, and you realize on the surface they look like troublemakers. When you get to talking to them, you're like, you know what? Like you said, smart, capable, and mm-hmm. made a bad decision. Mm-hmm. Not that remove their responsibility from them, but you get learn to look at them with a little bit more redemption and grace, and thinking, you know what? You can make it just like anybody else can. Uh, yeah, when exactly. you when you say that, it's something that I have. Even learned it in my own life, even in the past couple of years. Um, so, what is it that you say to? I know it depends on the specific uh, young man or young woman, their situation and their personality. But when when you talk to someone who is struggling with making good decisions, they're feeling all that pressure. What is something that you kind that you generally like generally like to communicate to that? 16 year old young man that 17 year old young woman like if if they were listening to this right now what in general do you tell them
1: well I mean you know I, you know that number one I, I say this even to the students here who are not at the cusp of alternative school but just they may have made a mistake or two that I've had to see them for it does not define you you know it does not define you uh you know you can move past this um, and and you can be like any other student it's one of the first things I say you know, to a kid who, who is at risk or has had some, some troubles or some issues, you know, um, and and there, you know, and that and I've heard one of my fellow uh, friends here in the community that I've been on a long time say this to students and I say it often too. You know that there's potential in the, the potential in you, there's greatness in you, you know, you're here for a purpose, you're here for a purpose I use that a lot too. I mean let them know that you know just you're not here by accident. You know, I mean, you're here for a purpose, even at this at this school, you know, you, you know, uh, you're here for a purpose. But the, I guess one of the number one things I say is it, it doesn't define you. You know, what I'm saying, you know, you, you learn from your mistakes. We all make mistakes. We're all human. And, you know, no, no one is uh, absent of that. You know, we all make, you know, make errors in our lives, but it doesn't define you. And you keep pressing forward.
0: Yeah, very good. In a recent meeting, I don't know if it was you or if it was somebody else. I forget who all There was a bunch of us in there. You had brought in. Uh, it was a, a lot of the students in the high school. When we were there talking to various mentors. One of the things that was mentioned by someone was they need to see success that looks like them. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It, it's, it's a great line, but can we dig a little deeper in that? What does that mean to say you need to be able to see success that looks like you? What is that?
1: Yeah. It, it's just that, you know, in, in talking to other mentors and, and other educators, you know, you know, uh, and, and, and while it, it, you don't want to focus on race and, and, and ethnic background, but you know, but it does play a role, a vital role in in the perception uh, of young of young of young kids, especially mm-hmm. minority kids. And so, when you know, when I'm having that conversation, or you know, uh, when we're engaged in that conversation with other adults, is and, and like I said, and more particularly, you know, minority adults, we know that you know, we we say we say to each other, and we agree that you know they need to see that, you know, when I'm trying to encourage mentors to come to GHS and be here and be a presence and be in the halls and, you know, you know, you know, students they all they've ever seen in most cases, they don't see too many African-American or Hispanic or, you know, or Asian, they don't see too many minority educators, adults that work in the system, you know, and so all, you know, with that being said, you know, you know, they don't know what that type of success looks like, you know, I mean, you know, and, and, and so, uh i guess what i try to encourage you know other adults to do is you know to and not just for education but in in any area i mean i try to encourage them to please come back please if you can even former students i try to encourage them be like so listen once you get out here and you and, and if you're doing well please come back and, and you know i will i will create an opportunity for you to come back and talk to our kids because they need to see that success yeah. they need to see you know you know, you know People who have graduated from school, those who you know who have just started their uh, their first job, or they need to see that the student athletes who leave and go to a college and, and they're playing college ball, we encourage them all the time. Please come back and and, and pour into their life, these these young athletes' lives, because they need to know really what it's like. You know, yeah. you know, I mean, and so and so uh, because all, you know, just being honest, you know, you know, they, you know, there are now a lot of minorities, and, and it's growing and it's getting better. Uh, you know, for sure. But uh, to see that success, you know, and it doesn't like I say, you know, it doesn't have to be education; it could be in any field. But to see, you know, that success and you know, uh, is is very important because you know, I mean, in most cases, a lot of cases, all you know, all they see is you know, and I hate to say this, but it's, it's just being truthful and honest. You know, the teachers are you know, you know, white, yeah. and counselors are white, and administrators are white, and and that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but to you know. Uh, uh he, I, here's a good great analogy. I mean Barack Obama, President Obama. You know, and, you know, you know, the, the old saying you can be anything that you want to be, or you can be president of the United States, kind of hard to go with that saying before he became president. You know, and then once that happened, once once that, that happened, you know, now an African-American kid, now a, a Hispanic kid, you know, now you know an Indian kid, or you know, they can look at that and say, okay somebody else outside of, you know, that's an a, 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 of another background has been president. That's something I can do. And, you know, right. and, and and so that's just the message we're trying to, you know, you know, we're trying to, you know, promote that success that, you know, you know, cause some kids actually think that way. They, they think that, okay, that not, that job's not for me. I've never yeah. seen, I've never seen anything else outside of it. No, I've never seen my color in that job yeah. or, you know, or, or another minority in that job, you know what I mean? So, uh uh it, and we're trying to, like I said, we're trying to make it about, a race, you know, trying to, you know, but at the same time, we do try to emphasize that, you know, they need to see the success. Yeah,
0: I think that's very thoughtful and insightful because it's that thought and that decision comes from, and you just alluded to it at the end, it's almost coming down to putting yourself in that young man, that young woman's shoes from their perspective and thinking, how do they perceive the world? Mm -hmm. Well, we want to put role models, examples that are meaningful to them and not just thinking, what do I think is a good idea, but actually realizing who's the audience, who are we trying to make an impact in well let's let's look at the world through their eyes, and let's try to give give it to them in a way that's meaningful to them because in the end, we want the same result. We want success. we want a healthy community. Matter. let's find however they receive it, it doesn't matter. We just want them to receive it on mm-hmm. from whoever they'll receive from, and let's make it happen. Uh, I right. think that is that is awesome. Um, what is one? daily habit that you've developed in, in your own life that you would recommend to anyone?
1: Um, I guess, uh, because I'm a, you know, I can, uh, I can be a worrier of things and overanalyze things, everything from the job to family life into, you know, different little things that happen, uh, is to just to breathe and take it one day at a time, you know, uh, you know, and I'm finding that more so true, uh, with our young people because they're dealing so much with anxiety and they're dealing with mental uh, battles and depression. And, you know, uh, I, in, in my humble opinion, uh, that's more uh, in the present, uh, in the presence of uh, adult, our uh, young teens now than ever, mm-hmm. than, than, than your generation or my generation ever had to deal with, you know I mean? They're, they're dealing with that now. They're dealing with that in a very serious way, you know? And so, um, you know, but, I apply that even to this day, just to take it one day at a time, you know, to, uh, to be positive at all costs, you know, it's easy to be negative. I've had, you know, I've had that conversation with adults here all the time. It's easy to be negative. It's easy yeah. to, to think to, you know, I mean, the, the, uh, the, 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 thousand things, you know, the, the one negative thing that's happened and, and overlook the, the thousand positive things that have happened, the, you know, I mean, it's easy to do that. And, and human nature, we do that just by human nature. So yeah. uh, for, for me, it's, a, it's being positive at all costs and, uh, definitely, uh, just one day at a time. Just one, you know, you, you know, I had an old pastor, a friend of mine say Rome wasn't built in a day, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, well, you know, you know, just, just, just take it one day at a time. You know what I mean? You know, uh, you know, just, I mean, and I, I just try to apply that. Cause I, I, I can be a warrior and I could be anxious about things and, and overthink things and things and what ifs, do, you know, do the what ifs, as I tell my fiance, I try not to live in that world. Don't, don't do the one, don't, don't do what ifs, you know what I'm saying? You know, be, I mean, as, as the word tells us, be anxious for nothing tomorrow, will yeah. take care of yourself. And, and I try to live that. I truly do because, uh, you know, it's just, it, you know, and I get it, you know, work and things like that can, 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 can be a lot. It can be overwhelming at times, you know, but just um just just breathe <laughs> and what and, yeah. and and i, I promise I'll, I'll apply that every day because i you know as as much as i run here at this high school i do that <laughs> i do just that i worry i stress i do yeah, so yeah it's a constant reminder
0: yeah it's you mentioned that i was just reading the other day in, in a book and a guy was talking about um to make it short he, he mentioned that he said he spent this time just making sure he was thankful for the little things he's like i became thankful when the I hit the light switch and the light came on when I did this, when I did that. He said, I realized there's a hundred things that go right every day, but I was letting the two or three things that went wrong define my entire day. And I realized there's a hundred other things to be grateful for. At least let me slow down and give the same amount of time to the things that I'm grateful for as the things that concern me. Thanks for listening to today's show. I hope you enjoyed it and found it useful. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and post a comment. And then tell two people today about Winning Minds. I hope you'll join us on the next episode. But until then, keep your mind healthy and keep winning with the Winning Minds podcast.